Welcome back on the path. We are just about finished. We're on thin ice. We're approaching the final age. But more excitingly, if that mm-hmm. is a word, if not, I'm claiming it right now. Today, something finally dropped. Woo. What was it? We finally got a little teaser trailer for Blood Origin, the Witcher. It's kind of, I was about to say one shot because I've got D&D on the brain. <laughs> it's like a Witcher one shot, a four episode <laughs> special. Um, mini campaign. There you exactly. Go. A mini campaign is dropping on Christmas Day. It's four episodes. And up until today, we've gotten little to nothing in terms of actual teaser uh, trailer promotional sort of good stuff. Um, they did a little bit at the Netflix To Doom event, but it was more like very random behind the scenes tidbits. Um, whereas now we've got this teaser trailer. Uh, so what did you think of it? I liked the song. Yeah, it was lovely. That was played. I really liked it. And it's weird because it blew up in our Discord before and I kept seeing everybody react to it when I couldn't watch it yet. Yeah. And nobody nobody mentioned that they liked that song. And it surprised me because I really did like the song. But I still have no fucking idea <laughs> what the story is. So I don't know. Like they got they got battles. They got some things. I just, I mean, I, I'm glad we saw something. Yeah. But. I don't feel in any way more knowledgeable about what it's going to be, but yeah, they didn't say it's going to be canceled. So that's good. Exactly. That's exactly how I felt. I was like, it looks stunning. The visuals are great. The cast all look really cool and the singing was beautiful, but I still, like you say, I know that I know roughly as a podcaster and as somebody who's very involved in the internet and stuff like that, I know that it's about, you know, the first Witcher or something like that only because we hear so much about it. If you just saw this trailer as like an average Netflix viewer, you'd just be like, I have no idea what this is about. <laughs> like, no. The story is just so unclear, but I guess they're just kind of keeping a bit of mystery about it. And I don't remember who it was. It might have been Hal in the Discord that said, if you didn't know this was The Witcher, it looks oh, like yeah. nothing, nothing would tell you that it was. Like there's no feel of it. And I think that's definitely true. But like you said, it's kind of before... Mm-hmm. And I just I don't know. I'm forever fascinated by it. At first, I was more fascinated by this before the recasting news of Geralt for yeah. season four of The Witcher. But I'm still so interested just to see what this is going to be about, how it's going to be. Mm-hmm. It looks good. And we are now what day is it? We're like six weeks away. I think. Yeah, yeah, we're about six weeks away from Christmas. Yeah. Christmas Day. As of now, it's four episodes. I'm assuming that they were, I don't know, because they they were cut down from six. And you would think if there were six one-hour episodes, if they cut it down to four, did they combine it into four 90-minute episodes? Yeah. And the one thing that I hope for is when it went out to six episodes, they realized we do not have it set for a six-episode arc. But... We can edit, do some reshoots to where it's 90 minutes and that way it ends a little bit clearer, not necessarily Mm. on a cliffhanger or something like that, but it would make more sense for 90 minutes break, 90 minutes break, 90 minutes break, 90 minutes end. I'm hoping that's what it is. Mm -hmm. And it's interesting. I've seen loads of loads of tweets and everything going around today. Some from like Redan Intelligence, some from um, people working on the show and the whole idea of this show is that it is just a one-off. There's 
I don't think there's any intention of there being a second series of The Witcher Blood Origin. Like, I think it's just his own little story and that's it. Um, so hopefully, yeah, there is no cliffhangers or anything like that. I can't be doing but that like is, another break. <laughs> but here's the thing. That is not the way business is done. Yeah. In the past, you can almost say maybe 10, 15 years. In a post-Marvel world yeah. where every fucking thing is tentpoled and everything has to be planned out. That would be incredible if this was simply done for it. But pure speculation on that. We can purely speculate about Netflix, the year they've had, from the mm. beginning of the year when they finally posted like a loss in subscribers or loss in profit or whatever it was. Who the hell knows? With the recent news of The Witcher, you know, this is something that I really hope is good. You know, I'm I not going to so. be like, yeah, yeah I'm not going to write it off completely. Like we've talked about, there is no bar to even set because we, we just simply don't know what it, it's about. And at this point, I'm almost more interested in just going in completely dark on it. And yeah. Like what we know now and just hitting play and taking it as we go and not have to know anything and see how they explain everything mm -hmm. in this world. And it's something, you know, it's brand new. You know, I know that's one yeah. criticism that people have labeled at the series was they're putting their own stuff into this series that's already there. This is something that has nothing on it, so they can do whatever they want. We can't and get well actually. You can't get well actually. Well, <laughs> don't get me. There's always going to be somebody that knows it. Somewhere in the depths of these books will be something mentioned. They'll be like, ah, 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 in there. But it's Declan Nabara. He wrote some, you know, he wrote the novella episode, Grain of Truth, in season two. And at this point, we're just, I'm just waiting. I'm, I'm really excited. I'm, I'm going to have to book the TV. For, um, I'm going to be at my mom's house for Christmas. And the <laughs> only are. thing that she wants to watch on Christmas Day is what previously would have been the Queen's, but the King's Speech. So every every year on Christmas Day, the Queen would do a speech at like two o'clock or something. Not um, my king. He's not coronated. Yeah. Well. I don't recognize an uncoronated <laughs> king. So I guess that'll be the king this year. Um, but I'm going to have to book some slots either side of the TV where my mom and my sister are going to have to just. Well, hopefully, <laughs> hopefully we'll be able to see them before. Yeah, yeah, maybe Hopefully. one at least, one at least. Yeah, Please, maybe Netflix. one. At least that one. That would be nice. So. Mm -hmm. That's the latest on Blood Origin. We finally have a teaser. I they're gonna have to drop an actual trailer. They're gonna have to sometime. Like yeah, maybe they'll I, give it a couple more weeks. Yeah, maybe at the beginning of December or something. Again, they could be. At this point, I think they're finalizing. Like they're still finalizing everything. Like there's no doubt in my mind they're piecing oh, yeah. all that post production together. For sure, for sure. I'm still so curious over the Christmas Day release, but like that's a whole other story. <laughs> that's that's like the. 900 thing down my list of what I'm yeah. curious about <laughs> the way that they've done this show combined with the Witcher season three or I guess you can say season four or five coming out mm -hmm. it is a lot happening behind the scenes but eventually we will get it before we know it it will yeah. be those weeks before Christmas and right before Christmas and we will have seen Blood Origin and we will obviously cover it on this feed as it goes down so wait for that and wait for us to react to it as well I'm looking forward to it but today we are here to finish the game. Like this, Pretty this much, is, yeah. I think technically what the finish is going to be. And then the endings will be like the epilogue. It's an epilogue. And, yeah. and everything out of that, like the ending you get and then the epilogue. So we are here for On Thin Ice and Ted Dered, mm -hmm. the final age. So Lucy, take it away.
Yeah, I, I, you're right. This is pretty much endgame now. Um, we get a few big boss fights in here and a lot of stories. So the first one is on thin ice and this is going to start after last week's episode, which was battle preparations, which was kind of rounding up the last of the sorceresses and um, doing a few things with Avalok and whatnot. Um, so we sail off to Undvik, which is where we're planning this big battle. And Avalak is explaining his plan to everyone. And he says, it's, it's simple. We're basically going to call uh, the Nagalfar here using the Sunstone. And then the sorceresses will trap them from leaving using magic. And then the Nilfgaardian ships are going to stop them from leaving the bay like a normal ship would. Um, and then we just have to kill them. That's it. Easy, but not simple to execute. Um, he's also very uh, headstrong that he doesn't want Siri to be involved at all. And this is one of those, you get quite a lot of dialogue options here, but um, regardless of your dialogue choices, he says it's all being done under his uh, circumstances and he doesn't want Siri to be involved in the fight whatsoever. He says it's too great a risk. Siri does not agree with that. No, yeah, and uh, Geralt says that. He says something like, I imagine this wasn't your decision. She goes, no, it wasn't. It wasn't at all. And uh, she kind of tries to get her way, um, but Avalak is very stubborn in saying, we're not doing this unless it's on my terms. Yeah, we get an option to either agree with Avalok or, mm -hmm. in a way, disagree. And if you do disagree... Wait, if you do agree with Avalok, Siri's like, oh, I thought I could have your support. And it's like, yeah, Ooh. yeah, that might be just under a bad decision. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like yeah, it's almost like one there. of those timed ones. Yeah, exactly. Um, but yeah, it's uh, it is very much you're getting these decisions where you either say Siri's, you know, big enough to make her own decisions or you're still kind of babying her and saying you need to be kept away. Um, but she's. As ever, she wants to be involved and she doesn't like people going out fighting for her. Um, but yeah, he sends everyone off. All the sorceresses are there. Uh, Triss is there. Yennefer, Philippa. Who else is there? Margarita. Fringilla. Fringilla. Yes, the whole gang's there. Um, and they're ready to sort of use their powers and work together nicely as the Lodge. <laughs> Philippa does not... I was about to say, it's not. she does not suffer fools at all. And yeah. when all this explaining is going on, when Geralt gets there, he's like, oh, you started without me. And they're like, mm -hmm. now we're talking about stuff, Avalok saying, we're talking about stuff you, you don't care about, like magic stuff. Mm -hmm. And you can still kind of, you know, prod and poke there. And eventually Yen is just like, Geralt, enough. Like, you have all these issues. Don't worry about it now. And then you keep <laughs> doing this. And Philip is finally saying, okay, we need to do something. Like, everyone shut the fuck up. Yeah. Sisters, we got to go. And then they like break apart there. It was like, that's, that's Philippa right there. So yeah. let's go. Let's just go. And they go and kind of, I think uh, he, Avalak kind of tells them to almost line the cliffs, the sorceresses. Yeah. And uh, he's going, you stand there, you stand there. And Yennefer just interrupts and says, like, we know how to form a circle. Like, come on, <laughs> like, you don't need to, like, baby us through this. Um, so there's tensions are still there, but they're all going to uh, band together for this one final fight. Um so at this point, you can go with Avalak straight away or you can wander around and do some last bits of quests if you want to go and get your armor leveled up. Um, but the end point and the point of no return in the quest is when you head down to the dock and speak with Avalak. 
And he and Siri use the Sunstone, which calls the Nav- Nagalfar. I keep going to say Nafalgar. <laughs> Nafalgar. Like it's, he says, does he say Nagalfair? Yeah, he says it differently. Yes. So he I says, feel like and- the elves always have their own wee accent and way of pronouncing things. Like he says, Zirel. Uh, he says yeah. na- Nagelfair. Um but I think Gerald calls it Nagelfar. <laughs> yeah. It's definitely <laughs> if, you, if you say it like phonetically or no phonetically is how it's you say it like it, it sounds. Be yeah. Phonetically. Yeah. They'd be like Nagelfar. But yeah, I guess Avalok just has to be difficult and different. Yeah. <laughs> um so the sunstone is kind of like he Siri has to speak some kind of um elder language into it and Avalak says the story is something along the lines of re- reuniting two lovers and Yennefer, or not Yennefer. Siri makes a comment saying something like, oh, I would never have thought I would say this to Eredin. And Eredin, she, yeah. she whispers <laughs> it and it kind of sets off some kind of magical entity being, whatever. And the Nagalfar is summoned. Uh, they sort of answer the call and they arrive and then the sorceresses do their thing, trap them, and it begins. Uh and I, I, there was one line that uh, Avalok says, he says, break a sword, Geralt. And I was like, why did he say that? Is that, is that him like saying like break a leg? Like, is that their version of break a leg? Like, good luck. I never noticed this before. Neither until, did I. And I, yeah, I didn't like it. I didn't understand it. If that is what it's meant to no, be, like that break had, a leg. I, I think we understood it. <laughs> I think it just, I don't know. It just, it did. It seemed too... If anybody said it, I would kind of, if, if Dandelion said it, mm-hmm. I'd be like, okay, that's Dandelion being dramatic and trying to, you know, maybe thinking in his head, how can I compose this ballad? Yeah. But for Avalok to say it, that is not something. It Avalok was so would, not him, right? Avalok throws in a pun. Yeah. Break a sword, Geralt. <laughs> like, I don't know. It, I didn't. You didn't try it. Yeah. I did not. I did not care for it. Yeah. It was weird. Anyway. It was weird. So um, the boats all show up and we see Caranthir, who, as we know, is the Wild Hunt navigator. And he uses his like staff or whatever to freeze everything. Um, so Siri makes a comment going, everything in there is completely frozen. Like, I'm going to help. They have a little bit of a back and forth as uh, Avalak tries to forbid her from going in. And eventually he gives in and he says, you need to go and break the orb on the staff. Um, so this is when we get to play as Siri for a little bit for the last time in the game. It's the last time I'm going to be able, or last time we're really going to talk about the wild hunt. Because spoiler alert, they're all fucking dead yeah. by the end of this. But I just, god damn, I love their armor. They're so cool. Caran- oh, Caranthiers. Yeah. And then especially Aridens, it is so fucking yeah. cool. They look and imposing and scary. Yes. Mm-hmm. And then the sound design also on the ice is everything is crunching. Like the mm-hmm. metal is, oh my God. Like it was just so well done. The yeah. design of the wild hunt. And to do this on this ice as it's the white frost, they're the mm-hmm. wild hunt. And then the black, dark silver armor against yeah. the like, bright white ice was just so fucking good. Yeah, because imagine this was just like in a normal dark area that they wouldn't stand out as much. But you're right, on the ice, they properly stand out. Oh, completely. And it's like Mm -hmm. Imlarith. It's why Imlarith's fight to me was always just eh. Like it was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And just, I think it was because where it was and that this is just more, you know, I don't want to just say it was more epic or anything like that. (laughs) But just the sound of the crunching ice and as they're moving over and just 
the armor feels like it weighs a thousand pounds. That yeah, they're, they're lugging massive. around. They're yeah. just that strong. Yeah, they're that big. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they're definitely very imposing, intimidating. Like they're they're scary baddies, and especially when we get to the Aerodin fight later, they, there's this one shot where it's like, okay, this is the big bad. Like he's the bad guy. Um, and yeah, it's just so well done. Um, but this is where we play as Siri, and we have to get to Caranthir to sort of break this spell that he has. He's frozen everything. Um, and it's worth noting here, because I didn't realize this in my first playthrough, that all of the enemies in this moment are just spawning indefinitely, and you don't have to kill all of them. You can just run past them. Because <laughs> I was killing every single wild hunt dog, every single warrior, and I was like, God, this is tough. <laughs> like, this is really hard, but That's they just what keep spawning. <laughs> when, when we were leaving... Um... Crookback oh, bog. Yeah, yeah. We were exact escaping Crookback yeah. bog. I think on my replay, I just kept fighting and killing. I'm like, yeah. and I looked up. I literally did it for. I swear to God, it was minutes. Yeah. And, and then I looked up and it said "escape from Crookback bog." I was like, oh fuck, we, we don't just have, have to, to kill these. Yeah. We don't have to kill them. <laughs> exactly. Um. So we get to Caranthir. It's the the map opens up into this large icy area. Perfect boss battle arena. And uh, the fight with Caranthir begins. And fighting a Siri is kind of easy. Uh, she, especially, she kind of one shots all the other enemies completely. She's just slicing them in half. It's super easy. Um, as long as you can get your hits on to Caranthir, it's pretty simple as well. Uh, you can use your teleporting and stuff. It's it's a it's a pretty cool fight because he does all of that as well. Um, but once you get him down to about a third of his health, um, the cutscene triggers and Siri breaks the orb on his staff and everyone starts to thaw out. Uh, most importantly, Geralt starts to thaw yeah. out. Um, and whatever Siri does to explode this orb kind of knocks her back and she ends up teleporting herself away. So you then continue the fight against Caranthir playing as Geralt again. Um and that's he calls in kind of like the ice um elementals and stuff and it's it's quite a cool boss fight he does you know you have to learn his patterns and stuff it's it's a bit more in depth than some of the fights and combat you get into in this game you do have to kind of take your time with it a little bit um but again once you get his hp his health um down far enough another cutscene will trigger um where Geralt kills Caranthir but in his last attempt to bring Geralt down with him Caranthir will teleport them both deep under the water um so Caranthir, have... he had those ice elementals yeah. that were very elden ring like oh the yeah Kore- the korea swords is that what it was the korea oh, man of swords or whatever they were the blue swords i know that you could mm-hmm. use that were kind of like a defensive thing as soon as i saw those i was like oh that reminds me of the elden ring magic yeah that they had there i can't wait to play witcher 3 again and like talk about Elden Ring the whole way through because all the way through my Elden Ring playthrough I'm like oh, that's like Witcher <laughs> it's like the Witcher the the combat is gonna be mm. oh god interesting yeah. see I that's know. what initially Ghost of Tsushima is what like broke me on like the Witcher combat the combat in Ghost oh. of Tsushima 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 was so fucking good like it, it was the best co- oh my god like I'm enjoying like the uh the first God of War that I'm playing now yeah but like Tsushima was basically they would have a certain like guard and you'd have to break that a certain way or you weren't going to break it and right, certain okay. attacks, certain timings to do. And it's very different from even Elden Ring where it was more or less, it was strategic in the fighting that way. Yeah, yeah. And so going from that 
to The Witcher 3 when it's just smash, 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 <laughs> smash. You know, maybe do some kind of breakthrough in art to do it was a, a lot harder to do. So, yeah, I yeah. imagine. And that's kind of the same thing with uh, with uh, God of War right now. Mm-hmm. I'm fighting certain bosses in a way like Elden Ring. Yeah. Where it's a certain way to dive, make sure you get around them. And but I don't think they have the like the little second of invincibility you get with the rolls, like you can yeah. roll through things. So that kind of I'm like the eye frames. Is that That's what they're what called? They are. Yeah. I <laughs> I remember when I was doing Elden Beast, everyone was like, just iframe him. And I was like, bitch, what the fuck does that mean? I don't <laughs> know what that means. Talking about? And they were like, you've been doing it for 200 hours of your gameplay. I do not know. I'm like, <laughs> you've been doing it since April. Yeah. <laughs> I do not know what iframe is. <laughs> I didn't know. I just was. It was the the role. Like yeah. The so iframes is role. where you have that half a second where even frames. if yeah, okay. exactly. Even if their sword swing through you, yeah, the you don't get hit role. because it's okay. iframes. Whatever I the fuck that means. Well, now I know <laughs> exactly when we're done. <laughs> I know when we've both finished the game. God. Um, so yeah, Caranthir sinks, and we have to swim to the surface. This is one of those uh, bits in the game that. It's very claustrophobic feeling. Um, you can make it to the top, but there's lots of debris. You have to kind of swim around. Um, and always panic, pure panic when this happens. It's this is horrible, the second time they've it? done this too. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, like it's, it's not nice. Have to go up, yeah. Um, but you make it to the top, of course, and you see Siri um kind of scrambling away from some enemies, and then somebody, I don't know who, possibly croc on crate. Yeah. I don't know exactly though, <laughs> crashes their boat completely into the side of the Nagalfar, and uh, Siri manages to get away. And it's time for us to go after the big bad. Um, so this is another one of those run, 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 and you have to run so far past several enemies. You'll also run past Udalric and Hjalmar on your yes. way. Um, you don't really get much of a chance to speak to them. I think you can ask them where Siri is in like a, as a, a passing comment, but there's no time for proper dialogue or anything. Um, and this is a great moment. We get to the Nagalfar and we see uh, Crack on Crate fighting Eredin. And I had completely forgotten about this scene. I totally forgot. I totally forgot about it. The um, main reason I remember it is one, he has his massive rings on. Does it? <laughs> he has his huge rings on, and I'm always just like, I guess he could do that. And I remember him punching the ground when he punches the floor of the ship. I was just like, would that hurt his? Would that hurt his fingers? And Maybe. also, <laughs> his completely shitty level one axe <laughs> that he's fighting with. It's like crack. You were the fucking Jarl. You're the yeah. leader of this. You gave Geralt at one point, or depending on, I guess, if you do it or not. Oh, yeah. The, like, on crate family sword or whatever. And it's like, dudes out here rocking what a fucking peasant wouldn't pick up yeah. to chop his wood with. <laughs> it's like, dude, yeah. upgrade that shit. Maybe that's why you got murked by the fucking king of the wild hunt here. Exactly. And... We can already see that the Jarl is incredibly badly injured and Eredin is just messing with him. He just hands him back his axe and he's like, come on, let's keep fighting. Like, he just wants Any to... Any last leave. words. Exactly. And he so... says something like, shut up and fight. Shut up and fight. <laughs> and uh, we don't see it, but we hear it. Um, Eredin just cuts the Jarl down in one final yeah. blow and that's it. Like, you you hear it a you lot. You hear it, yes. And you see the kind of aftermath, but you don't splurt. see yeah. it. Um. And yeah, that's that's the end of um, all crack on create. So it's a good job we set up the uh, succession earlier yeah. in the game. 
Or if we didn't do it, then it got done. It got done for you. It got done on its own, yeah. (laughs) It did. Um, And here's the moment, really, the big moment. Eridan takes off his mask and uh, his voice is a lot less... Wait, I'm going to do a double negative there. I was going to say it's a lot less low. Whoa. It's a lot. It's not as low. His voice it's is not higher. As low. It's higher. Pitched? Yeah. I don't want to say <laughs> higher because it makes it sound like he's like, Harold. <laughs> but he's no, not. It's, yeah, it's, just, it's, it's not it's like a Darth Vader thing where yes, his voice is much it is, deeper. It, his voice is still just creepily low. And that is one thing I'd want to know is, is that modulated in any way? Or is it, it has mm. to be some, I think it would be. But maybe they just found somebody who just has that natural low so kind of good. thing that he's able to do. Well, interestingly, just, yes, Witcher. this weekend, Geralt's Doug Cockle is at uh, Comic-Con in Birmingham with, I can't remember his name, forgive me, the man who voiced Aerodin. They're going to be sitting on a table together and Doug tweeted out something like, we're going to be having donuts and coffee, come say hi. And, and you're I was like, not going. I'm not going. If I was, If I was not busy every day this weekend, I would be there. Doug, is Birmingham too far for you? What is it like six, seven hours? No. <laughs> I know. I'm joking. What's it like two or three, like three it's, hours? It would be like a three hour drive. Yeah. Okay. Which is doable. Not in my car. I would probably get the train down. Um, But Your car I, um, can't go three hours? Well, I wouldn't. My car is very old, Brett. And I would just be a bit worried that I wouldn't make it back. There is no way your car is older than mine. What year is your car? 2004. Oh, shit. <laughs> Never mind. Mine's mine's a 07. Okay. <laughs> but you also old bitch. How often do you drive though? Well, not very much anymore because I only go to okay. the office yeah. twice a week and I live really close to my office now. Yeah. So I only whereas previously I was driving a lot and also I used to share my car with somebody as well. So it used to be doing oh, a lot more God. miles than it does now. But it's it's fine. My car is absolutely fine. It's the I absolutely yeah. adore my car as well. I've had it since I was 16. Um, so I'm very emotionally attached to it and there's actually nothing wrong with it, but it has had issues in the past that would put me off doing long distance in it just in case. See, I've got, and again, it's very, very, very different England in like a suburb where I'm at. Like all we do is fucking drive here and mine's a Prius. So mine is made to drive and I like drive. I've only filled up the gas three times since the beginning of august oh really yeah because i live close by to work everything do kind of around here and i get yeah. you know 35 40 miles in the city and 50 55 on the highway mm-hmm. and i live right by a highway so everything's good there but yeah i just i don't know i guess it's also the distance like you said there, like three hours is like from here to austin and it's it's nothing like yeah. if, if someone said three hours, I'd be like, oh, shit. Yeah, let's go. not like a daily thing, obviously. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But if it was like a weekend thing, I'd be like, oh, three hours. That's nothing. That's a day trip. Yeah. Like it's yeah. nothing in there. So I guess. Oh, a normal all- car I would. But like, it's just I. How long would a train take you? The train. Like train. Well, the train to Birmingham, it's a bit slower. For example, I can get a train to London in two hours, 45 minutes. But the train to Birmingham mm. is not direct. It's a little bit slower. So it'd probably be about three oh, hours okay. to three hours to Birmingham I think hey, you can get to London in three hours in less than three hours yeah I'm I get I get depressed every few months and I just saw another one of plans for like a theoretical high speed rail in the US connecting like certain major hubs oh, that'd be so cool and I saw one that connected North Texas to like Central Texas down Austin and then going mm-hmm. east 
all you know through oh. like New Orleans and through all the way to Florida up to Atlanta. And I just look at something like that and think if I could get to Austin because the ones they do is Austin's a three hour drive. Yeah. And everything they have on there is like 30, 45 minutes. Like that the would high be speed insane. That they like how that. many people's lives that would change? Like you would literally be exactly you literally be able to live here and, yeah, commute, and you could commute to a job three hours away. And mm-hmm. then just to go see things, like I said, there's a massive football games. TCU, Texas is this weekend. It'll be two days before anybody hears this. Mm-hmm. And to think you could just jump on that, not just to go to the game, but just go to Austin and hang yeah. out around there because of the this day big game. or the just evening. For the fucking day. But, you know, we can't have nice things. That's the, the y'all's public transportation. Fucking Amsterdam's public transportation. Oh, my God. Amsterdam was like next oh level. That's the thing. When it, when other European people are just like, man, this is so good and so nice. I'm like, holy shit, yeah. this must be top of the line because mm-hmm. it's better than anything we fucking have here. Especially when we weren't paying it for half the time. <laughs> half the time. I never paid it. That was not on purpose. They did not have <laughs> no. a place to pay. No, it for wasn't anyone thinking we jumped the trains, I could not pay on we my did. phone. The... We did jump the trains, but we didn't know how to pay. Oh, 100% we jumped the trains. Okay. I would have paid. I tried to pay. I showed people I tried to pay. that I could not pay. Mm-hmm. So, And I went no, up thanks. to the front and spoke to the woman and was like, can I pay? And she was just like, just get on. And I was like, I'm beeping my phone. Because the tube in London, you can just beep your phone or your contactless card yeah. to enter that's... the tube. So I thought that's what people were doing. And mine was just going, eh, eh. And I was like, oh, it's yep. just because my phone isn't from here. But and I, had, I, yeah. I tried to buy a card outside of it. Couldn't do it. Yeah, work. it wasn't that it, easy. I think somebody else yeah. bought me one eventually, but I was just, I was happy no. jumping the trains. I was, just, <laughs> I was just getting on, and if anybody talked to me, I'd be like, huh, I'm not from around here. And they're like, yeah. oh, it's fucking yokel, <laughs> some goddamn American. Yeah, you can get they away with that pretty easy. Roll their eyes and like, I'm not fucking talking to this dude. Yeah, they'd just leave you alone at that point. <laughs> pretty much, yeah. But yeah, Eridin. How did we get the there? Of, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> We're going, we'll pull it back, though. Something about crack? I don't remember. Anyway, yeah, but yeah, Aridin's design, his voice is fucking awesome. As we're about to fight, he just, and again, something like this would be very cliched and something I'd usually be like, oh, whatever. Mm-hmm. But he puts the mask on and his voice gets deeper. The mm-hmm. fucking sword he has is awesome. And then it's go time. The big bad, the king of the wild hunt, Aridin yeah. Breaglas. It is. And before he does that, he tells Geralt that he has something to tell him, mm. but he's going to wait until after the fight. Okay. He says, I've got That's... something important to tell you. That, I know it's a game. Mm-hmm. But what if you fucking chop his head off? What if you stab him through the heart? Yeah. Then do you try to like wake him up and be like, no, I haven't told you. I haven't told you yet. I tell you the... That part right <laughs> the there, I just was thing. like... Okay. This is. Corny. I know it's. it's yeah. <laughs> it is. It's. It's corny. It's very good though, dramatically, because then you're like, yeah. "Ooh, I need to what know. is he gonna yes. say?" So it's very good drama from that aspect. Oh yeah, and then he continues to taunt Geralt, saying, "Oh, show me your pirouettes. I've heard all about these pirouettes. You need to tell me. You need to show me them." But I to- think he might be taunting uh, the player. That might yeah. be a fourth wall yeah. break. <laughs> yeah, but um. It is. He seems to be enjoying this fight as much. You know, he was giving Crack his his axe back saying, come on, let's go. Um, he obviously wants to tell Geralt something. So even though he's going to fight, he's going to keep him alive until he has the chance to tell him. So this is all a bit of fun for him at this point. Um, but yeah, so the fight is, it's its difficult. It's tricky. It's not the most difficult in the game, but it's definitely tricky. And um, him teleporting all over the place kind of makes him tricky to lock onto and stuff. 
Um, after a bit of fighting, he kind of grabs Geralt and throws you through a portal into this icy open boss arena. Boss um, arena is the yeah, way that's to what it is. It perfectly. Yeah. It's just this big open area that if you were to walk into in Elden Ring, you'd immediately be suspect. You'd be like, what's yep. happening? Well, who's it's coming like, out oh, here? Here we go. Something's <laughs> happening here. My final yeah. two or three bosses. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but um, after a bit of uh, fighting on the icy boss arena, uh, he runs back through a portal to the Naglfar and you have to run after him to finish the fight. Um, and in the end, uh, Geralt performs a perfect pirouette and pokes one of Eredin's eyes out, which is pretty gruesome. Um, and Eredin is kind of admitting defeat. Geralt kicks away his sword and he says, what did you want to tell me? And Eredin reveals that they've both been tricked by Avalak and Avalak has supposedly set them against each other and he's made off with Ciri. Tricked by a fox. No. Oh. How? It's so poetic there. Mm -hmm. I was actually kind of disappointed that this really wasn't the case. Mm. I still don't I still don't believe, and I guess we can get to it in about four seconds over here after the next <laughs> one. But I still don't believe that Avalok tricked Geralt, did he? Like I don't know. Because it's because even Geralt at this moment, he's like, I don't believe you. Like you're well, just yeah, because you're saying this. Yeah. Aridin wanted Siri. Yeah. And then Geralt wanted to help Siri. Like mm -hmm. Geralt wasn't trying to get Siri for his own. Aridin trying to get Siri for his own. And Avalok threw in a third option. Mm -hmm. So I just I don't I don't know. When I heard that, I was like, Oh, I remember when I first heard it, I was like, Oh shit, okay, what's gonna happen now? But it it doesn't. Avalok didn't I don't believe Avalok tricked Geralt. No, I don't think he did. He obviously, they had their other plan that they haven't been quite as open about, but I don't think it was yeah. a trick. It wasn't like he hasn't been deceived at this point. Well, he misled. Yeah, yeah you kind yeah. of start getting into what it is. But yeah, you're right. They did get misled mm -hmm. by by what's to come. Yeah. So Eredin dies, or does he? I mean, I didn't see a sword decapitate him or anything, so... He stopped talking, which he you think he'd talking. want to keep talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'll tell you what, though, honestly, when I was re-watching this, I got to thinking, you know, it's one of the things, when you watch enough TV, you watch enough movies, you start to think of what you can do to try to get out of a real-life situation. One thing is always faking a death. Yeah. And here, as Eredin, Ered, Eredin, as Eredin <laughs> is talking... Yes, if he was like, okay, maybe I can last a few more minutes, but I have to get rid of Geralt who's going to kill me. If he just stops talking and goes like that, mm -hmm. maybe Geralt won't chop his head off. Maybe Geralt will just walk away. Yeah. So I don't, obviously, I don't think that happened. Aridin's fucking dead. Aridin's coming that back might be in a... Witcher 4. You heard it here first. <laughs> Wouldn't that be something if the only person that comes back is like a rehash of the is wild Aridin... hunt? How mad would people get if the only thing they brought back was the wild hunt? And then, well, I guess that's true. I almost, I almost made a mistake that a lot of people make, where it's like ultimately the Wild Hunt was not the big bad of the game. It was yeah. always Siri's story, and it was always Ted Derad, which we're about to talk about now. So, mm -hmm. but that would be, I would like to see more Wild Hunt, which is why, and I think I've said this before. Like I know I've talked about the Witcher D and D campaign that I ran, that I DM. Oh yeah, yeah. I did have Wild Hunt people in there that got stuck at this time. Oh. And there was three of them, and they were going to end up being the big bad. In reality, no, because there's always going to be a twist, you know, but it was yes. going to be seen as them as the big bad. 
and I just, cause I just love the idea of it. And one was like, a, it was a, like female wild hunt, like leader. And I'm yeah. like, they didn't, ha- they didn't show any of those. So that'd be kind of cool. So mm-hmm. that was like the big bad that I had was that cause the wild hunt's just badass. Oh, that would have been cool. It's one yeah. of the things from the Witcher season two that I loved was the wild hunt yeah. and the introduction and how they did it. Like still to me, that was like the best moment and, and they almost were the best scary. thing they did. They were they scary were. in that moment. It was like, oh they shit. <laughs> I hope they super lean on them coming yeah. up and they make them a bigger thing than they were in the books because they really weren't that oh, really? big. They weren't big until the final book. They were big right. in the final book, but there was never, spoiler alert, they never fought the wild hunt in the books. It was mm-hmm. always... Who we saw in the, the King, Oberon, and Aridin and Avalok. Those are from the books, and they did run into Siri before, as they've talked about in the game. Yeah. Aye. Right. That's interesting. Um, so what happens in the end of this? Aridin maybe dies, definitely dies. And um <laughs> the hounds of the wild hunter starting to close in. Yennefer appears and pulls Geralt through a portal and saves him, which is nice. Uh, it's nice to get her in the end there. I think it's it's always Yennefer who does that, regardless of who you romance as well. This is a Geralt and Yen moment, and the next quest is a Geralt and Yen quest for the first part anyway. And that is where On Thin Ice concludes, and we move over into Ted Derad, which I think is Elder or Elven for the Final Age. This is it. Is it. This is I it. I believe so. It's the yeah. end. I know it's always it's the end of the world or what they call it. Yeah, Ted Derud, the final yeah. finality. But yeah, yeah. Yennefer makes a comment saying this is not Ragnarok, which is interesting considering the game that's just come out this week, God of War Ragnarok. I haven't played it. I don't think you'll be playing it either because we do not have PlayStation fives. Well, I have a PlayStation four, and I could. Does play it play it. on PlayStation? 4? It does. Okay, just, mine is old. Mm. It's loud enough. Oh no, I, I can't be dealing with them sounding like they're going to take off. I'm pretty sure if I try to play it, it might just blow up. And I still <laughs> use it to watch TV on. Yeah, yeah. So don't, don't risk I'll, it. I'll wait for the PC. But mm-hmm. Ragnarog is the Skelligan term that is like Ragnarok. It's obviously yeah. taken from Ragnarok. It's the end of the world or the last stage when Hemdall and mm. Camby. No! Hemdall has to slay the golden cock. Our favorite Gwent card. I know, but then it got too popular. They made a new card. Mm. Uh, Compass. Some kind of compass. I can't remember what it was. I haven't played Gwent in a long time. But they made a card called Compass where you can create a Skelligan legendary that was not in your starting deck. So then people started cambying because they weren't playing camby. But they'd be leading in the last card and they'd use this card and just create camby. So then for a brief moment there, Camby was almost meta and was, was so it? widely used because I just remember getting a bunch of messages like it's about Camby. I'm like, oh, fuck, did they bu- did they buff Camby? <laughs> like, no, they just made a card that everybody's playing Camby. And I was like, oh, that's not as cool. That was your thing for so long, wasn't it, Camby? That was my thing for about three to four months. And then the game, <laughs> the game got super power crept. And eventually I could not take Camby, my homebrewed Camby to pro. And then I bailed. And now I just do Skellige Warriors when I play. Because yeah. Skellige is just fun. I love Skellige. I, is I fun. It is. And I don't even like purple. But for some reason, purple on the Gwent cards mm-hmm. are like really fucking good. I think I just like the voices. And they're just a bunch of pirates and yeah. warriors. And just hearing those Northern Irish taste mm-hmm. Skellige steel. Skelliger. Mm-hmm. 
First all that Galaga. fun stuff. Yeah, it's very good. Well, I haven't, yeah, I haven't played Gwent in a long time. So <laughs> you owe 1v1s. I do. I'm going to do that. I think next week we'll talk about our stream next oh, week uh, once we've we finished. Really... Yes. Wait, this that. is going to be the. This is going to be the next episode before that comes out. Yeah, we're so we are so bad at planning things. We're honestly, we're like we are definitely peas from the same pod in terms of like organization and planning. We <laughs> do just because it works. Between us, we do enough for one person in one <laughs> podcast. But no, we a hundred percent. If you're listening to this on Monday or sometime during the week of release, we are one hundred percent doing a very long. Lucy will get started because I have softball practice. I'm playing yeah. softball again. <laughs> or we'll see what happens. <laughs> and we're going to do a super long one-year anniversary stream on her Twitch. We're going to play a bunch of different things. We're definitely going to play some Gwent. Definitely going to play mm -hmm. some. Or we're going to try to get it together. Some Elden Ring co-op. Yes. And Warzone 2 should be out by then. Oh, shit. Yes, because Warzone 2 comes out on the 16th, which I think is Wednesday. So as long yes. as it downloads in time for Saturday, because it's a fucking beefy game, we'll be able to play it. We'll play that. So come hang out there in that chat. We're a lot of drinks, a lot of fun. Mm -hmm. Celebrating the end of this game basically at one year. How perfect is that? How perfect is that, actually? Absolutely How well timed perfect. is that? Because I think we'll probably, before the stream, we'll have recorded the finale or like oh, the something right. ends, something begins. Finals, so, yes. Yeah, we'll have recorded that, but it won't have been released yet. Um, but how perfect is that? That's actually that crazy. Is. The first episode that we released was the 19th of November last year. Um, not including, uh, what do you call the wolf thing? Nightmare, Nightmare of the, the wolf. wolf. That was uh, the last Whispers of Oxen. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. one year since the first on the path. And yeah, it's just timed up kind of perfectly. How weird. Perfect. Yep. So make sure to check that out on Saturday. But before we finish the game, let's finish this mission i don't know if i'm saying that correctly but basically yennefer pulls us through this portal and absolute chaos has ensued and it appears as though a conjunction of the spheres has begun that might be what blood origin is about but we don't know um and it seems as though uh eridan was right about avalok we can see um this tower which they call tor gvalcha possibly i'm not very good at elven speech but um and something is shooting up from the from the tower and Geralt and Yenna basically just trying to get there to hunt down Avalak at the at the moment we sort of think Avalak is the big bad all of a sudden it's kind of like the last series of Game of Thrones is just changing every other second <laughs> <laughs> who the bad it's, guy it's, is it's ending super quick too it is boom 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 yeah. boom 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 like oh, it's shit, just oh, super super rush to the end here Yes, so we're literally running, and my favorite thing about Yennefer when she runs is it's not running, but it's kind of like you know when like women kind of like power walk really quickly, but it's not quite running. She's never in a rush, even in these moments. Um, she's not in full. Uh, they're boots, but they got oh, some yeah. heels on them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She's she's dressed impeccably as always um but at one point you're on horses and she just is so erratic you have to kind of keep your distance behind her because she will lead you Super into cuts. like impending yeah. doom <laughs> wherever you go um but you're basically you're running you're running and then she will create a barrier to protect you from the white frost and um eventually once you get close to this tower Avalak has made this massive barrier around it and Yennefer is able to make a hole big enough just for Geralt to get through but not her and I love this line when 
like when Geralt realizes that Yen won't be able to come with him, he turns to her and he goes, I'll come back with Siri. And she just goes, I know. And I was like, oh, I just love them together. It's, and this moment, if you hadn't romanced Yen in this moment, I know you'd just be kicking yourself. Like they're just, they're meant to be together, in my opinion. Or cognitive dissonance for the Triss choosers. Mm. But this will be, this will be a good thing to bring up. Um, we had it at the end there to talk about. We can talk about it now. We got a message on mm. Twitter, I believe. We did, yes. That, I forgot to reply to yeah, it, actually. That said, just a quick note. I've noticed or maybe misinterpreted. Do you guys dislike the paternal feelings? This is Dens from Twitter. Do you dislike the paternal feelings Yen and Geralt have towards Siri? I feel every time Siri has to make a decision with the Lodge or Emir, you guys don't want Yen or Geralt involved in any way. I get that she's grown up, but I find the sometimes overprotectiveness from the two endearing. In addition, I don't think Siri has to face the fire alone, even if it's her birthright. And again, interesting take right there. Mm -hmm. And it's not necessarily, and I'll speak for me, I don't necessarily dislike it. But at the same time, as what Siri is literally about to say, yeah. that that this the whole point of this game is to treat Siri like an adult. Long story short, is to treat Siri like an adult. That this is her story. Mm -hmm. Like the Witcher book saga. It is her story. Let he says you must let me finish telling it. Yeah. That's why every time we say it, and again because we have to go over this with a fine tooth comb, because we do episodes over it. Every time it comes up, we have to beat the dead horse that yeah. we've said six at least five times because those are the five major decisions, mm -hmm. and definitely more than that. So I would say it's not that I dislike it. I just think the whole point of this is to have Siri do this on her own. She wants to do it on her own. She's an adult. It's her story. Let her do it on her own. Yeah, no, I totally agree. And I think what, where that's come across that we dislike it is probably because sometimes when we mention it, we're like, okay, here it is again. Like, don't, don't do this. Don't do that. Because it happens quite often, especially towards the end of the game when you're getting all those big, important decisions. But I totally find it endearing as well. I love that they're, especially Yennefer as like a protective mom and um, Geralt's got that fatherly um he is that fatherly figure towards Siri. Um, but yeah, like Brett said, the whole point of the game is like to get the good ending, you have to let her be her own person. And that's that's the whole point of it. So um, yeah, good good place to pull that in there. But a big thing also is, believe it or not, we don't have children. Yeah. <laughs> so I can definitely see where if somebody's playing this game, especially if it is a young adult, if they have a, if it's a guy playing the game and they have a young adult daughter or a daughter who's anywhere from, you know, 15 to 18, maybe about to go to college or go off to wherever mm -hmm. they can definitely play this with their own kid in mind. Oh God. And yeah. thinking about maybe they need to let go or maybe not doing it. So I can definitely see where some other people take to <laughs> where some other people can maybe put their projections of themselves onto it. Cause we always do that when we play games, certain things hit us harder. Oh, absolutely. Because we God of war is another one. You know, both of oh. us have played Lucy's played God of War. Yeah, I've I've been about halfway through it right now. And the game is just like, it's OK. Mm -hmm. But at the same time, there's bits I that have hit. Had, yes. And I've had very good relationships with my parents, with my mom and my dad. I can imagine a guy out there playing that game who maybe had a single father who maybe if their mother died young. Yeah. And they had to deal with all this stuff. They can maybe play through this game and their emotions where I didn't have that. So it's obviously going to hit those people much harder than it would hit me. Yeah. Yeah. That's a good point, actually, because we were talking earlier about how like we've both played God of War and it hasn't hit us as 
as much as you know a lot of people go on about you know it's game of the year blah 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 um but it didn't didn't grab either of us as much as we thought it would i don't think um and maybe that's why maybe maybe the people that really love it really really relate to the story yeah because that was that was the same year as red dead too right yeah that's that's what i always think of when i think of like i I enjoyed god of war and it was great but to think that it beat red dead 2 yeah, to game of like, the year that doesn't sit well with me like not i mean not me at all i'm and not saying me, i can relate to arthur morgan i can't in any way but i just <laughs> love the story so oh, you probably um, can a little bit yeah you're, i mean you're not a just a, a, wet, a obviously not a killer or an outlaw <laughs> no but like just the american the western yeah, aspect yeah. Of it. but it's another thing too it's what i hate about award shows when you compare art and you yeah. make art compete against each other and you say this piece of art is better it's than better, this other one yeah. because how can you have a game like red dead 2 that is completely open world that by all intents and purposes the main story is twice as long it's mm -hmm. probably 40 hours where god of war everything i've seen is like about 20 yeah it's pretty linear war, also yes and god of war is a very linear game and it's obviously much more on the combat, where Red Dead is mainly on a story and exploration. And so those two games, you should not even compare them. They shouldn't yeah. even be competing against each other. And we're seeing it now with Elden Ring. And before yeah. God of War Ragnarok comes out, everyone's like, oh, it's going to be game of the year. It's going to be game of the year. It's like, you haven't even fucking played it. Mm -hmm. like, but to compare God of War to Elden Ring, how it's just, so I don't know. So different, just, isn't it? Like, it is completely and, different. And what I tried to do, because I got caught up with that with Oscars when I was super into movies like mm. 10, 15 years ago, and I'd get upset when <laughs> my favorite movie didn't win Best Picture. And now it's just with award shows. Does the game you like win? Cool. Clap for it. Be happy. If it doesn't win, whatever. It's yeah. not a personal attack on you. It doesn't mean that you like that game more and then your uh, your opinion means less because it did not win it. It's just a dumb fucking award that the only people should care about those awards are the people up for them because it matters to them as recognition. But to us, just enjoy the damn game and enjoy whatever recognition yeah. it gets. It doesn't take away anything from the game if it doesn't win the award. You've still enjoyed it. You've still spent however many hundreds of hours playing it and it still made a lot, still me good. meant a lot to you. Yeah, it's still good. Yeah, of course. And it'll still be there. Exactly. Exactly. Where did we get to in the story? We, we've gotten sidetracked like twice. I, I think, okay, so we've already talked about how it, Siri has said that it's her story, not yours. Let me finish telling it. Yes. Yeah. So this is when you... we actually arrive up to the tower and Geralt, uh, first of all, Geralt, you know, goes to fight Avalok and Avalok immediately throws down his sword and says, you've got this wrong. And um, this was all Siri's idea. She intends to face the white frost. And there's several dialogue options here. None of them matter in terms of your decision your decision is locked in your your fate is decided at this point already done completely done um there's four or five different dialogue options with everything that siri says here but like i said it's it's locked in doesn't matter what you say um but siri will go on about regardless of what you say siri will go on about how it's only her that can defeat the white frost she has seen worlds um destroyed by this ice and only elder blood can face it and some of the dialogue options are really sad. Geralt will be like, please just don't do this to me. Like, please just leave with me now. And she's like, no, like this, I have to do this. I have to do this to save everyone. I don't want this world to end. And uh, yeah, you're right. She says, this is the final thing. This is my story, not yours. And you must let me finish telling it. And then I just wrote underneath, is this what Freya Allen has said to Henry Cavill? <laughs> 
<laughs> Bye, Henry. This is my story now. <laughs> I I just I want to I want to tell all book. I want to Game of Thrones had somebody from I think it was Entertainment Weekly. I have the book somewhere that was with them for the final season, mm. like embedded with them and wrote this book on. It's not a tell all book, it's just behind the scenes. Yeah. And man, I know Netflix would never put it out. No. <laughs> it's like, please. I just I just want to know. I just want to know what's going on because it's so easy right now to just take his word for it and oh, be like, yeah. oh, writer's bad, creator bad, blah, blah, blah. This isn't it. It's so easy just to do that because we're not hearing their point of view because exactly. they can't they can't talk about it, nor should they talk about it. And even a lot of stuff that Henry Cavill has said has stoked the fires yeah. of fans that has not made things better. Like I fully expected him to just say didn't have the time. I have other things. Like, it's fine. Like, you have yeah. Superman. You have all this other stuff. Just say, you know, other stuff has come up I want to do. Mm -hmm. But to actually, like, say things, you know, that does that combined with what Bo DeMeo said before. Yeah. It's almost like this is purposely being done to do it. And it's just, it's not good. I just don't think anything good is really going to come out of it. Because now it's just like we're firmly in the toxic bin. Yeah. And I just don't know how it ever gets out of it. No, it will be weird for sure. And it's just like you said, like you said, he could easily just be like, this is the reason and make it not dramatic at all. Yeah. But it's like they've purposefully went out of their way to make like to like rile up the fans. Yeah. Maybe and, they're and, just doing it for exposure. I don't know, to get people excited about things. I mean, we're talking I mean, about I, it still. So <laughs> Yeah. And like I said, we're guilty of being like, Yeah, give us that drama. Because oh, it is yeah, we interesting. Love it. We love it. It is interesting, but I just I've I've unfollowed all of the Witcher Reddits, uh Netflix Witcher Reddit. Oh, I can't deal with that. I've never been I, a Reddit person, so I I've, don't go on. I'm a, here's the thing. Reddit can be there. Are, Certain things can be the greatest thing. It can be the mm -hmm. funniest thing. It can be thoughtful. It can be interesting. The House of the Dragon subreddit, as of right now, as of November, what, 10th? Yeah. 2022 is good. It's a good mix of memes. It's a good mix of people saying, what do you think about this? There's good spoiler chat. Something like Free Folk. You've heard of Free Folk, right? Um, I've heard you mention it, I think, but I've never okay. been on it. That was the best fucking place of Reddit that I loved about six some odd years ago. It was all yeah. Bobby B memes. It was oh. all junk. It was where leaked episodes went. We do not kneel. All that. <laughs> and it turned into the biggest toxic shithole towards oh. the end of Game of Thrones to where even now I can't go back because it just became full of fans who are fans because they hate something. Yeah, which is and never it's just good. Like, such a fucking waste of time. Oh, and honestly. there's no doubt in my mind, based on the couple of threads that I saw, the popular ones from our Netflix, which are all that, that place is just going to turn into fucking dorks ranting and raving. And I'm like, I just don't fucking care to hear that shit. Yeah, it's not good for anyone involved. And like, especially if you're one of the people that doesn't want to hear it on it all the time, like there's just no arguing with these people and there's yeah. just no point. It's just like shouting at a brick wall. Just stop watching. And yeah. like that's the thing. Or just like rant to your friends or rant. Don't rant out. Like just do it to people in a thread or something like that. Like don't throw it into the wild and just there's no point. It doesn't help anything. It doesn't add to anything. Yeah. Mm hmm So just make a podcast instead. <laughs> yeah. Well, again, we're like again, we're we're never gonna like go into that. Like, why would people want to hear that shit? I know, I know. It's not nice to listen to. I don't find no. it pleasant to read. It doesn't make you feel good. It doesn't make you think 
Mm. And like, that's what I do. I don't even type a big thing out saying you should blah, blah, blah. No, I just hit leave. Yeah. (laughs) yeah. And I'm out. (laughs) Yeah. There was no talking. So it's better just to forget about it, walk away and be done with it. Um, We've we've got one more bullet point to do. (laughs) We can get through it without being sidetracked. Keep getting distracted. (laughs) So this is my story, not yours. You must let me finish telling it, Brett. When Siri enters the gate, (laughs) when Siri enters the gate, she's transported to this icy place, the white frost, and she starts having flashbacks of the key decisions that you've made throughout the game, kind of throughout the game, kind of throughout the last hour or so of the game, um, which have determined her fate and sealed your ending. And that is where the game ends that's it so next time we will go into all the endings and you will visit the bad ending for the first time oh i feel like i should maybe record my live reaction to that oh that's a good idea because i've never ever seen it i've seen the other ones and i've just i've never even caught a wee snippet of the bad ending so yeah, the bad ending to me is Siri Empress. That's the well, bad yeah. ending. Yeah, I've seen that. Then one. there's the. Okay, we'll save it. I was literally about to go into why I can appreciate the bad ending, but we'll have a whole fucking episode. We've got a whole to episode talk about to talk. About and we've gone on week. long enough here. But again, <laughs> getting distracted is going back to our roots. It really is. Yeah. What's the weather like there, by the way? It's about. Oh, I actually meant to mention that it's actually going to thunderstorm at any minute. So I was oh, kind nice. of. I meant to give a disclaimer. If all of a sudden it cuts out, that's not me being done recording. <laughs> that's the power, <laughs> the power going out. So I think we're going to oh, make God. it. But yes, I keep getting scared because there's really horrible wind and storm outside right now. And my window is like a slanted one. So it's absolutely hammering my window. And it's actually quite scary. Bad weather in England. What? Okay. Thunderstorms are now expected in the next 40 minutes. It's supposed to rain all day tomorrow with some winds. It's nice. High school football playoffs are starting. So Very good. people aren't going to be happy about that. But look at this weather coming up. Oh, it's highs in the 50s, lows in the 30s. And as I talk like this, excuse me, does it talk like this? I'm describing it to say, okay, that's like nine and 10 and lows of like negative one coming Whoa, up. Whoa. That's it. pretty low. I lo- Oh, yeah. Here that's. You know, cancel school low <laughs> if there's any ice or moisture. <laughs> Jesus. That's usually that's a January, February thing though, around here. Yes, that's when the weather yeah. gets bad. Like yeah, super same. bad around here is when that all comes in. Okay. That is gonna do it right there. Join us next week again as we do the endings. Ah. But again, a massive thanks, Mark983 producing. Put us on the video. Make sure y'all check out all our links below. Our patrons in there. Check out the patron names there. Much, much appreciated to y'all. We have finished House of the Dragon. We did our special Game of Thrones episode. And next week, sometime, actually, which should be the day after this gets released, we're recording the next part of our series, which is covering the first season of The Witcher. That's going to be so fun to do on the patron. It is. And it's going to be a sync up and watch it live with us. So we're going to go back. I think you said you haven't seen it in almost three years since something it got released. Something like that. Some, yeah, yeah, pretty much. It's been about, I think, two years? Almost yeah. two years for me? Because I think I did a watch with it something. I know it the first time. It must be two I'll... years for me because I watched it again after playing the game for okay. the first time. Oh, okay. Okay. 
it's been a while. It'll be super interesting again to go watch that first season, especially with the recent news going on there. So that'll be fun. That's $5 a month. You get all that. You get all the backlog stuff too. So make sure to check that out if you are interested in it. Lucy, where can we find you? And including uh, where we're going to have the anniversary stream. Yes. So you'll find me on pretty much any social media at Lucy J. Robin. But the one to note this week is my Twitch. So twitch.tv forward slash Lucy J. Robin, there will be a live stream on Saturday, the 19th of November. I don't know what time I'm going to start yet, but probably like early afternoon. Um, And then Brett will join me a little bit later on in the evening once he's done with softball. Softball ball. Um, There will be, like we said earlier, there's going to be loads of co-op games. We'll do some community games as well. Um, And yeah, it's just going to be a lot of fun. And maybe we'll like torture ourselves by going to listen to some old podcast episodes for like a few minutes or something. We'll do something funny. (laughs) Do you have the Witcher adventure game? No, what is that? I think you got it for free. A lot of people got it for free, I think, on GOG. It's like a board game. But oh, it's no like way. The Witcher. I keep I can't forget to bring uh bring that up to you. We need to look into that. That might be a good one too. Yeah. Um, like game. Anything else to note? We're doing uh we're be- taking part in a Witcher TTRPG on Sunday. So that'll be yesterday, yesterday. when this is <laughs> releases. Um that'll be that's on our friend Tracy's channel. She used she was a guest on the podcast a couple times, I think. And when um, we played our D and D game, she yeah, was she was there. also a it's part of it. It's the same people yeah. from there, yeah. Alyssa from Breakfast in Beauclair and Gary, who ran yes that session. We are players, and Tracy is running it. But this isn't D and D. This is the actual Witcher TT RPG. Yes. So I have you done it before? No, I just have all the books, and I translated all of that stuff into D and D when I okay. used it. I have so no idea what it. I'm doing, but it's going to be good fun. Um, we'll put posts up about that. Um, at this point, if you're just listening, maybe it'll be go back and watch the VOD if you fancy catching up. Um, there you go. But yeah. Make sure to check all that stuff out. You can find me on Twitter at the Fox Bride 4. Find me on Twitch, Instagram at the Fox Bride. So yes, join us next time as we as we finish the main game, but we are going to do side quests and stuff after that, yeah. including stuff like Redania's Most Wanted. Don't get, Don't worry. <laughs> We're gonna cover that. Not Redania's most wanted. Reasons of Redania, state. Yeah. What was Redania's most wanted? That's like the um. I don't know. Is that like? That's a mission. Redania's most, most wanted. wanted. Is it not? I think is I, it not like one of the boxing ones? Are you going to fighting in that? No, I can remember it. You have to go and find. Uh, vaguely, I remember it. We already. I don't know if we covered that. We might have already talked about that. We're gonna yeah. do reasons of state. By God, let's end this thing. Join us next <laughs> time when we finish the game. And we'll finish this podcast. Bye. See ya. Well, not finish the podcast. No, no, no. We'll finish the, the, we'll finish the Witcher on. 3. We're going to end this episode. Okay, now bye. Bye. <laughs>